For generations, the Thorns have been a family of tremendous wealth, position, and power. The perfect marriage of Ambassador Robert Thorne and his wife Catherine was fulfilled by the birth of their son, Damien. And then, when the child was five years old, something terrible happened. And then, it happened again. Was it an accident? Was it murder? Was it a coincidence? Or was it an omen? Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Yo! This week, we'll be discussing the horror classic, The Omen. It is a classic. Starring Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, David Warner. It's an all-star cast. I used to have the crush on David Warner. That does not shock me even a little bit. Not even a tiny bit. Not even a tiny bit. Good <laughs> Lord. So go ahead and give us your 30-second synopsis of The Omen. Devil baby. Little Antichrist. Born to, to um, ambassadors. Uh, related to presidents. Hey, guess what? Somebody figured it out and tried to shut that business down. Guess what? Not successful. Omen 2, Omen 3, Omen 4, Trump's first presidency, Trump's second presidency, <laughs> and so on and so on. That's all you need to know. Should I just refer to Damien as Don Jr. for the rest Please of the do. podcast? <laughs> Damien, why you do why this? You do this I thought they were going to say that they named him Damien when I was reading the backstories based on the father Karis and the exorcist. I think it's just bizarre coincidence. Now the exorcist is scary. The, the omen is good, but it's, I don't think it's really that scary. No, it's not. Cause it's hard to be afraid of a little boy basically. Because the right? boy in himself is, is, could be an innocent. Really, it's the actors around him that are drawn to him. What is it that he really does? Right, you're absolutely right. Besides being a bug. He, yes, there's no question. He, um, he doesn't do anything himself, and frankly, the deaths that occur could be accidents. It could be. That, that's the mark of a good horror story, because... Is it a coincidence or is it something else? We don't know. We don't, we don't know. know. We still don't know. They made 12 of these. They made 12 GD. <laughs> Literally GD. <laughs> um, so where did you first encounter the omen? Do you remember when you Lord, first heard about it? No. Uh, maybe on TV. I mean, I didn't see it at the theater. When did it come out? I forgot. the right. uh, Oh, 76. 76. I mean, 76, I would have been in sixth grade. There's no uh, no way mom and dad were taking me, you know. You act like that's off the table. We know they were taking you to see Alien. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm still zombie. traumatized. Oh, no, Zombie, I did that myself going to the drive-in with our sister Megan shoved in the back. Maybe this is some of the problems. <laughs> <laughs> that's, don't ask no questions. <laughs> 
It's a sad situation. I honestly, I was obviously far, far too young. I think my first uh, introduction to the Omen was uh, Sam Neill in like Omen, Omen Three: The Domination or whatever that was. It he wasn't in two. I know he was. I think now, granted, I haven't seen Omen, but my understanding is it's still a young kid in in part two. Oh, you're right. Uh, or is it the final conflict? The final conflict. <laughs> That's correct. I remember Sweet seeing Jesus. that, and I read the book, and it's kind of like I was saying, it, and it's kind of like Rosemary's Baby. Okay, you're, yes. you're the son oh, yeah. of the devil, but you're not like a psychopath, and it's like you're, it's like Jesus. You're you're, you're put on this earth, and you're like, well, like he still has free choice, right? Like he doesn't oh, yeah. have to, just because he's the son of the devil doesn't mean he was born evil. And it is a lot of these people that are drawn in to protect him that are doing the acts. So if I remember, at least in the book, it yeah, it was like he could go one way or another. Well, okay. You're, you're talking about Son of Rosemary. I, the but the final conflict, I read that book too. I don't think there was, a, these weren't based upon books. But there is a book of it. Uh, there, there might so be. So maybe it was a novelization. novelization. Yeah. That's possible. I honestly, I, again, I don't think I've ever seen Omen 2. And I like have vague, vague, vague recollections of Omen yeah, 3, these, the final it's conflict. My, my grasp of reality as far as these are, I mean, I was in high school. So uh, I could right. just be making all this up. But that was my remembrance. This is the only one you need. Let's let's call it what but it Sam is. The Hill only one you need is a hot ticket. <laughs> oh God, he's Australian. He is. A, I think uh, isn't he from New Zealand? That's yeah, the same thing. Not the sa- <laughs> oh. very upsetting. Um, it's funny because I remember, like, vaguely remember him being in Omen Three. And then a few years later, he was like the lovable guy on Jurassic Park. He did other stuff. I saw a bunch more artsy stuff. More, well, he was he's in, in foreign films. He was an actor in his own country. Well, he was in Hunt for Red October yeah. with, uh, with Sean Connery. But yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's obviously, he's been in a Oh my God. Place. Remember Tom Clancy was a thing. I must have read half a dozen Tom Clancy books. It was always very exciting. Easy. Oh, no question. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's jump right in to the highlights of the Omen. Do you want to start first? Oh my first? god, there's so many good scenes. Yep. Oh my god, it's just a treasure trove because you walk into this movie. First of all, I'm not even going to go into where Amy Damien came from because it doesn't matter <laughs> that much. But right. well, except for later on. So I'm going to talk about that when it's my when I have my right. turn. But so I'm going to first talk about he he was originally an ambassador in Rome. I mean, this yes. guy, like they said, this is like a Kennedy. I mean, John oh, Kennedy's yeah. father, and he gets a promotion. What's better than Rome? You're going to go to the court of St. James. You're the ambassador of the UK. That is the top in the world of, of foreign service. You're going to be the ambassador to Great Britain. You can't get higher than that. It's all well. Then they establish he's he's rich and powerful and blah, oh blah, yeah, blah. The, those little plums are not for just uh, the the working dude who went into the foreign no. service. You got to have juice. 
<laughs> this is you true. You gotta have two. So now he's been promoted. He's gonna be the ambassador of the court of St. James. So they're having this huge birthday party. So since he's a birthday, I mean, who? everybody who's everybody. So you're going to have other ambassadors. You're going to have members of parliament there. And what happens? Cute little nanny jumps off the freaking roof. It's all for you, Damien. And with a noose around her neck, bam. Yeah. It's all for you, Damien. Damien's first nanny, who was not a devil worshiper, evidently. She was like totally normal, and then skink. <laughs> right. But she, because she was standing in the way. So mm-hmm. a crazy old Rottweiler hypnotizes her, and she immediately goes up in the middle of the kid's birthday and hangs herself in front of 100 people. And people were a little slow on the draw. I swear they're sitting there staring at her hanging body. For far too long. I think that's that's the shock. You know, if you were really there, your mind is confused. Like, this is such a bizarre thing. And you know how people freeze and then you don't react. I think that's really probably what it would be. Once you realize what you're seeing, you're like, but I think the mind just can't process this, this insanity. Well, I noticed there were a number of kids who just said, I'm just standing on the carousel. I don't yeah, care. Screw, including <laughs> Damien. They're just like, Wadamski, it's my turn. I waited. I especially appreciated the, the sympathetic clown who was like protecting some small child. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Thank you, clown. Can you imagine still having clowns at a birthday party? Uh, it was Terrifying. Pennywise. It was absolutely Pennywise. It's very upsetting. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so beginning in the movie, it's like Gregory Peck, his wife has just had a miscarriage or so yeah. we think. Or not a miscarriage. It was like DOA, took, basically, No, they right? said it took like two breaths. Right. So it's like, sorry, you know. And of course, it's like, why are the priests there? Are they, they're at the hospital, though, right? Yeah, because, you know, I think it was one of those like Catholic charity hospitals. I mean, it's Rome. So the church this is how they roll. They do it all. They cover all the bases. Um, and he's just like, well, we just happen to have another baby laying around. What do you think? It's like, this is us. If you haven't seen that show, yeah, basically. I don't believe in that show. Uh, <laughs> it's basically, here's this other baby we had. We have around. a spare. Luckily, we have a spare. And Gregory Peck's like, well, she wanted to have her own child. That's my Gregory So Peck. you're saying so this is your favorite scene? This is my favorite scene. Where, 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 um, where the, even the, the, the priests and nuns are corrupt. What, what, literally, when the priest says, you need not tell your wife, that's a bad scene. When the priest is like, by the way, go ahead and just lie to your wife about where you found this baby. Who's to know? Oh. That's, the, that's a red flag. Well, then, you know, you don't want to... This must have been... This is the old days where... They just drug up, drug up the wife. She's unconscious yes. and pull, pull the baby from the unconscious woman. Because nowadays, your baby's dead. You know it. Be like, where's the baby? Uh, have me the baby. Mm-hmm. They, they shove that, that dirty old baby at you like 30 seconds after they cut the cord. Yes. Not even cut the yes. You just have it. You're, they're stitching you up. And you're like, take this fucking baby away from me. I'm going to drop it. <laughs> I got someone well, down the- there with a needle and thread. <laughs> 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 with 
with the needle and thread. <laughs> and, and and nowadays the father's right yeah. there. Yeah. The father's there, wide-eyed, lucid notes going on. This is back in the day. The dad was off playing golf, smoking cigars. Yeah, remember? Like, just tell me when the baby's like the done. I love Lucy, where he he was like in the waiting room smoking cigarettes and in a full like racist Congo uh, dude costume. <laughs> remember that? Babalu. Babalu. I don't believe the Cubans were necessarily uh, dressed like that. That that was standard dress for a Cuban man about town. Uh huh. Smoking with, with the with the ruffled with feathers, the feathers, the mask, the face paint, yes. and the cigar. That's standard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anywho, yes. So <laughs> that that tells you things are going bad. And then it cuts to they're walking through the park with their with their like five year old yeah. already. Basically, I mean that kid was already like full head of hair. Oh yeah, which you'll find out why it had full head of hair. Right, exactly. And they turn around, they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, where is Damien? <laughs> Damien was here a second ago." What? Let me ask you this question. <laughs> yes, they're in Italy, right? I think by then they're in. But the uh, baby, London. I'm going back to the baby was born in Italy. Yes, yes, that's now. Correct. I don't know if you noticed this. But Italians happen to have, like, for the most part, an olive-colored co- uh, skin yes. tone and very dark hair. I mean, that's correct. I mean, it's possible to have a blonde out there somewhere. I, I didn't Absolutely. see a lot of redheads. Now, the, the ambassador <laughs> and his wife don't appear to be Italian. No, no. Robert Thorne and Catherine Thorne. The Thorne. That's that's pretty white. That's a pretty yes. white name. That's Shea Whitey. But coincidentally, it, I mean, it all turned out for the best. But this could have been a problem. As it turns out, Damien is an albino with, uh, you know. Yes. Black Irish. Black Irish. Oh, my God. That's basically. Thankfully, it all worked out. Yai caramba. But again, it's like they're walking through the park and the little kid, they're like, one minute they're with the little kid, next minute they're totally like oblivious. They're like, oh, where did David go? Oh, that's that's just the 70s. It's like, raise yourself. Hopefully, uh, it's like, again, throughout this movie, a common theme is watch your child. Watch him. Don't let him run off by himself, for God's sake. That's God's will. If he wants to thin the herd, who, who are we to say? Yes. This is a good good question. Sweet Lord. All right. Uh, go ahead. I got, I got another one here. Please. All right. So another good scene is um... <laughs> actually, I'm going to kick back for a second. Who does that nanny kick it. Who does that nanny look like? She looks like a contemporary <laughs> artist or a contemporary actress. I have no idea. I mean, Lay it off. No, I'm asking you. I know who. Oh, I thought. No, even... I know who she is in real life. But okay. She looks like somebody like I should know right now, like somebody in there who's like late twenties or thirties. She looks familiar. You didn't get that vibe. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Oh, my God. I would. I would have fired her ass though. Five minutes after she. Because she's a bad nanny. 
She was a bad. I mean, first of all, she just shows up, and they're like, "Oh, I'm glad you found somebody." What do you mean? I thought you hired. No, her. no, that was Miss Blaylock. That's who you're talking no, about. No, no, the thought. first nanny. She looks totally familiar. Oh. Well, do you know why? She's somebody famous's daughter. I know, you but know she's look. I know she's Jack Palance's daughter. Yes. Most famous for Baghdad Cafe. One of my favorite. Jack Palance is famous for. <laughs> I don't remember him in Baghdad he Cafe. Was. He was. He was painting uh, the German lady nude with like f- holding fruit to cover up her bits and pieces. Uh, Tell okay. the truth. We'll what was the last out. time you saw a Baghdad Cafe? Uh, five minutes after never. <laughs> I've only seen it several times, including in college. I actually drove out to the desert to go to the Baghdad Cafe. Shocking. I, I know it's hard to believe. But she looks like this actress now. And it, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Oh, my God. What is her name? Fuck. This is, always happens to me. As soon as we end the podcast, it'll come to me. Yeah, this is good pod right now, where we all sit and listen to you struggle to remember. <laughs> I need to go to Costco. I, I do know what you mean. She does. She has kind of a familiar look about her. I will. I will stipulate that, counselor. And now I see the actress's <laughs> face clear as a bell. All right, screw it. Screw it. All right, okay. my next favorite part then is when they crack open the grave. Once he realizes that Damien is not really his child or they have some suspicions and they go back to some old yep. Etruscan cemetery to, to yes. track down Damien's real mother and they open up the grave and it is a jackal. <laughs> It was an old skeleton of a, of a crazy dog. It was a jackal. Basically. And they, that's what they said. That's what they said. Good it looks like a big dog. I, can, I had to say, when the, when the priest is like, oh, you must go to the Etruscan... I don't know why I'm doing Dracula. <laughs> go to the Etruscan cemetery. <laughs> it's like... Uh, it's a good thing there's only like three graves in the giant Etruscan cemetery, or who knows how long yeah, it would have been. Because Rome is like the size of LA. It's so spread out. They're like, oh, the Etruscan cemetery. I, I got gotcha. It. I gotcha. I know right where we're going. 20 miles north of Rome? And, got and it. I got my, That's all you got to say. I got my crowbar because we're going to be grave robbing. So rock and roll. <laughs> Let's are. do it. We are. <laughs> That was that's a, a pivotal moment. The music f- flares up, and then they find uh, their little Giuseppe's grave right next womp, to it, and then they womp. discover, yeah, your real child was murdered. murdered by the Catholic Church. Murdered, and they made a special point to take the corpse all the way to the Etruscan cemetery. Well, it is small, so uh, you know you can just put it in your pocket or your briefcase, I guess. Uh, no, no coffin, mind you. Just literally throw it in the ground, like a, in a hole in the ground. And it, it seems like it would be easy to kill a newborn. It's it, the wound seemed to be in a very weird position. It was like back of its head, kind yeah, of. Yeah, so maybe they just gave it a knock. I guess <laughs> they just gave it a knock. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Sometimes. Like a trout. There you go. Um, one of my favorite scenes, yes. and I think it's one of yours as well, is when they're going to uh, the wedding. And the nanny's like, oh, he wouldn't appreciate going to an Episcopal church. And they're like, uh, we're, Damien will be going with us. 
And of course, as they pull up, he pulls a full-blown wing ding. Flip out. No! No! As they're trying to drag him out of oh the car. Oh, my God. Our dad would have reached from the front seat and, get, and given us such a smack. And we would still be going to the church. Wing oh, you better believe the it. The fact that we had a wing ding would compel them to, for, to drag <laughs> us in there for extra time. <laughs> yeah, this is this is standard Doherty procedure. Like, basically, that child didn't seem possessed. Some people thought he was possessed. I'm like, that just seems like our parents tried to drag us to church every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's standard Doherty behavior. It burns, Sadly. mommy. <laughs> it burns. No, that's there, there's a lot of those scenes where it's like the kids flipping out. There's the the uptight British people looking on, going like, "What the?" Yeah. <laughs> And finally, Gregory Peck's just like, let's get out of here. Yeah, they're like, they're, they're like Americans. <laughs> right. Is... <laughs> I mean, you might want to call, like, call somebody social services. I don't know what's happening in, in uh, Ambassador Thorne's house. That it's just this kid, feral child running wild. Exactly. Not, and not to mention, Lee Remick is wearing like a turban in the scene for some she reason. Looks is that the style? Fantastic, man. Lee Remick was a very beautiful woman, I will say. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she was going for a Marlena Dietrich kind of vibe or something. Gloria Swanson. Gloria Swanson. Is that what this is? It's, I'm it's, ready uh, for my clothes of Mr. Lemels. And frankly, okay, I thought he was born in the church, but I guess not. He was born at, at a hospital surrounded by corrupt clergy. Right. Is that what we're supposed well, to Well, we okay. don't know where he was born, quite frankly. Right? Yeah. Because he was born out of a jackal. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The crazy old priest who keeps showing up, Mr. Thorne. Mr. Thorne, have you given yourself to Christ lately? Yeah, I wrote down here, the priest... Needs a soft sell. Came on a little too hard. You want people to listen? Try not to sound crazy. That that's good advice. That is good advice <laughs> for everyone. I know who the mother of your child is, Mister Thorne. That bitch. <laughs> You're talking about my wife. <sighs> Very upsetting. Uh, oh, um, and David Warner's uh, death scene—fantastic! <laughs> oh God! The, okay, so earlier in the movie, David Warner is this creepy paparazzi guy who's literally everywhere the thorns are, constantly taking pictures. And he realizes when he takes pictures of certain people, there's like a weird, like, uh, like slash that appears across certain people's pictures. Right. It's like he took a picture of the first nanny before she hung herself. He took a picture of the crazy priest before he was impaled on, a, on an iron. Like there's a spear that was, oh, yeah, that was, know, a, was a, good, a lightning that rod. That was a good one, too. <laughs> I have to talk about that in a minute, too. Um, so now he's like, I have to get involved in this because I accidentally took a picture of myself. And I also have that slash going through mm-hmm. me. So now I know something's up. I love that scene where the lightning strikes and the priest is running all over the place. I can't get into the church. Let me in. The lightning strikes the church and like an iron spear literally flies off the roof. And it's like 10 minutes. 10 minutes that thing falling. Well, the priest going, no! <laughs> 10 minutes later, no! It's like, you could have moved. 
Come on, bro. It's a lightning rod. I think that's what it was. I think it was a lightning rod. He gets impaled in the middle of the church. Good times. But uh, to answer your thing, that is, I love that scene because it is, it's like they're at um, Megiddo in the, <laughs> they're at Megiddo in the city of Jezreel. Um, look, when they talk to some crazy dude who's just hanging out in the, the ruins or whatever, and he tells him how he's got to murder Damien with these special knives. Right. And um, Gregory Peck is like, I won't do it. It's insane. And he throws the, throws the knives away. And David Warner gr- grabs him. He's like, well, if you won't do it, I'll do it. And again, 20 minutes later, he's picking up the knives as the truck starts backing down on him with, she- with like sheet glass, plate of glass, chops off his head. Oh, it was beautiful. The truck stops. Bang. So the sheet of glass slides out and goes flying right at him. Right. And the head is doing somersaults across <laughs> the glass. It's like a flying guillotine. Oh, it was, it goes, was fantastic. Takes out, takes out the obvious mannequin. <laughs> there's like, there's like no blood or anything. It's just really his head pops off like a champagne cork. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that was that was fantastic. One of the best Hollywood horror uh, uh, murder death things. A classic. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this behind the scenes, but literally Richard Donner, who was the director of this, he he filmed it in such a way so that he knew people would cover their eyes, but then when they when they stopped to look, the head would still be cartwheeling through when, the when they thought so, it was safe to look again when, when they thought it was because literally they show it from like three angles head just popping again special effects are not so good that you should show that scene <laughs> three different times from three different angles uh well poor gregory peck looks on wondering what happened to his career oh god <laughs> sweet lord and this is a big ticket item he has no shame in my book he has no shame ain't no lie um what else? Oh, the baboon scene. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was a good one. Those so, parks uh, were like a thing. There was one in L.A. called Lion Country Safari. Absolutely. So they go to the zoo in London where like, you drive your car in and there's like, animals running around. And when they drive into the baboon area, all the baboons lose their damn mind looking at Damien. Starts screeching and squawking, jumping up on the car. Damien's like, Mommy, Mommy, help me. Uh, <laughs> what is he, Oliver Twist now? <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> um, and I just kept thinking, I think I'm just going to run over some baboons if I'm in that situation. Exactly. Accelerator. <laughs> hit hit the, the pedal on the right is what I'm going to do the moment the first baboon is, is jumping on my car. But that's just me. The other thing Call that me made crazy. me think if nature is that desperate to kill this little child, how come the, the birds from the sky aren't attacking him? They can't right. they can't all be afraid of, of good dog Carl, the, the, the one Rottweiler. They're right. They're all the only animals that don't seem to react are the crazy Rottweilers that are just running free across the, the greater London area. Evidently. But why is it baboons want to, so only monkeys want to kill him? 
Well, he can never the... go to, to, to continents that uh, have monkeys. That is correct. That that's just common knowledge. If it was if lions, the Bible, they don't, they don't give an f. It's just baboons. Well, the the giraffes ran away when he was looking at the giraffes at one point. So there so you go. So giraffes and monkeys. So as long, so, so as long as you're in an area with full of monkeys and giraffes, you're good. As long as you're not. Well, I think, I mean, I think for us, we, we want to be surrounded by by monkeys so that the alien or the devil baby doesn't come. <laughs> then you'll know. Then you'll know. Then you'll know. We keep a monkey in a cage out in front of the house now. Now, okay. What, at what point are you firing the second man? Mm. Five minutes after she arrives? Oh, my God. That's my question. Oh, my God. Horrible. First of all, how does she just roll up? And they just say, okay, uh-uh. I'm, I first agree. of all, there would be like secret service and shit in front of the How is she just rolling in? She's just rolling. Okay. Traditionally, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you might, you know, meet with a few nannies. It's not just the first one who rolls in off the street and they're like, okay, cool. Wait a minute. How did you get here? Uh-huh. I didn't hire you. My wife didn't hire you. Uh, oh, the service. The service sent me. Here are my here are my references. It's like cool. Okay, that's cool. Oh, wait a minute. Why is there a wild dog that you just you just said? Oh, we found this wild dog in the park. <laughs> it's like uh, okay. Oh yeah, she yeah? has bad news left and right. First of all, she's as surly as an old goat. Second surly of as all, a goat. she just rolls up. I mean, come on, people. Yeah, it was worse. Was blowing people up left and right during this time. Well, you got to have some kind of security. She was surlier than William Frawley on My Three Sons, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Like that's that, a, that was a dated reference. reference. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> exactly. Oh God, no! It was it was like literally. Well, you need to get rid of that dog. And come back later. Dog's still there. I'm like Dog's you the and room. the dog. I'd be like, military, kill her and the dog. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She would be fired five minutes later. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I mean, God forbid Lee Remick can watch her child for like a minute or two till they get another God nanny. forbid. It's not like, I, I don't know what she's doing uh, with her days, but uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If I had nanny money, I'd have all kinds of nannies. Oh, hell, I'd have a fleet a of fleet, nannies. There's a nanny like the celebrities, but there's a different nanny for every child. That's how you do for- it. For every child in every in room. In every room. But don't get me wrong. If it was a choice of, of devil nanny, or That's I had true. to like raise my own damn kids, then I guess I could raise my own damn kids till another nanny comes. Well, they are definitely 0 for 2 on the nannies. Yeah. You know, number one's hanging herself out the window in the middle of the kid's birthday. And number two is obviously a servant of the devil. Uh-huh. So not, not, not a good bad nanny. Uh, absolutely. So very upsetting. Um, any other scenes you want to talk about? Let me see if I can find anything. That's probably. I, about it. I think we talked about all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Shall we go behind the scenes then? Please. 
let's see. The biggest problem with shooting with Mrs. Blaylock's ominous dog was that the animal was way too friendly and wanted to lick everybody all the time. Aww. Did you ever? Very did your sad. kids ever have a book called Good Dog Carl? That sounds vaguely familiar. To I, me. My kids had a series of books called Good Dog Carl, so I was like, "That's my only experience with Rottweiler." So I was like, "We should yep. get a Rottweiler." Everybody's like, "What? Are you out <laughs> your damn mind? Damn mind!" Sales of Rottweilers went up after this movie because <laughs> it was just badass. It was just badass. Right. That's what I'm saying. And before pit bulls, there were Rottweilers, and before Rottweilers, it was the Doberman Pinscher. For sure. This um, movie was years and years and years after uh, Gregory Peck was Atticus Finch in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And he was actually on the downward slide of his career. Was, when he was this, this before or after Boys from Brazil? This was before. This kicked off his kind of Gregory Peckessons, if you will. Uh, I, he did this. I love Boys from it, Brazil. Well, and I've said this before. It's like the 70s were great for, hey, you were a big star in the 50s, and now you've kind of hit the skids a bit. Why not be an Omega Man? Why not be in Frogs? How about the man with two heads? (laughs) Boy, that that slid fast. (laughs) Right. Oh, no question. I mean, again, Charlton Heston, you know, he was in all sorts of interesting things in the 70s. Ray Milan was in all sorts of things. Eventually, you just got to pay the bills. I mean, Charles basically what was okay. He was no Gregory Peck. No, but he was the Ten Commandments. He was in. Uh, he was. What, he, Touch was of Evil. Yeah, he was the the Kevin Costner of this time. <laughs> you may be right about that. <laughs> yes. Um, so, they, and but regardless, they were kind of surprised he agreed to do this, and evidently, um, he had been thinking about retiring from acting altogether because the quality of the roles he was not being offered uh, had gone down. You know what I'm saying? Um, How could it be the quality of the offers he wasn't getting? Because he wasn't even getting the He wasn't even getting the bad movie. He wasn't even offered shampoo. He wasn't. (laughs) It's a sad situation. Uh. Um, But one of the reasons he accepted it is because his... uh, his son had committed suicide like the year before and he felt tremendous guilt that he hadn't been there when his son committed suicide. So it kind of drove him to uh, accept this role. Cause it kind of deals with a father's guilt in some ways. You know what I mean? Because it's like, remember uh, Lee Remick, his wife dies, never knowing that Damien's not her son. But she knew she just didn't right. know. She knew. Right. Well, she was going to a psychiatrist because she was convinced. And old Gregory Peck is like, oh, mom's the word. Oh, yeah. Still doesn't say anything. She's like, the psychiatrist is like, your wife is suffering from this delusion that your child is not her child. Oh, well, I, I'll, uh, I gotta go. See ya. It was very, it was very sad. So it, it's a father's guilt because then at the end of the movie, even when he's like conspiring to to murder Damien, you can tell he's still very conflicted about it. Harvey Stevens, the kid who plays Damien, a uh, little blonde child, and Richard Donner, who directed this, brought in a bunch of different kids to uh, you know audition as Damien, and all he had them do was basically go feral and attack me. 
because he wanted to see that kind of feral side. And he was the one who was the craziest. He screamed and clawed at Richard Donner and kicked him in the balls. Kicked him in the balls. That's what that's what get, got him the job. That's what got him the job. Donner whipped the kid off him, ordered the kid's blonde hair dyed black, and cast him as Damien a second later. Fantastic. And he was cute as a bug, and he did talk just like Oliver Twist. He talks like Oliver Twist. Um, Gregory Peck took a huge uh, cut in salary because this is... This is where he was in his career, a mere $250,000. But they also guaranteed him 10% of the film's box office gross. Ooh, now that was a good negotiation. We need that agent. That's not too shabby. So this is actually his highest paid performance of his career. After all said and done. That was a good negotiation. Yep. Um, the fishbowl that falls over the ledge. Yes. Uh, were actually dead sardines painted orange because Richard <laughs> oh Donner God. would not murder goldfish for the sake of making a movie. And they didn't sell plastic ones <laughs> in the old days. <laughs> they said, paint those damn sardines on gold, it. damn it. <laughs> Um, let me see. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith, who uh, did the score for this movie, had been nominated so many times and had never won that he did not want to go to the Academy Award this year. Oh. But this is the year he won it for the, for the music for uh, The Omen. Oh, yeah. I, I Googled like that song. I'm like, what are they saying? It's all Hail Satan. They, they totally took like a Gregorian chant and they just flipped all the words. So instead of, you know, hell, G- hell Cristo, it's all anti-Cristo, it's Ave, what did they say? Ave, Satani. Uh, Cristo, so that means hail the Antichrist, and all this good stuff. It, oh, it was so good. It was fantastic. What's funny is, though, um, the Latin is all wrong. Oh, it's like right. They kind of half-assed it. Well, I mean, it's like kind of (laughs) Latinish. It's kind of Latinish. It's like using uh, Google Translate. It is absolutely using Google Translate. The other funny thing is they are constantly quoting Revelations in this. Yeah, you know the endless sea or blah blah blah. All of that's made up. None of that's in Revelations. But it sounds good. Sounds good. It gets the job done. Like the screenwriter's just like, I yeah, I'm just gonna make this all up to to fit whatever the heck I want it to say. So there you go. Good time. Right times. on. How about Mrs. Blaylock? Mrs. Blaylock was in hot fuzz. Oh, was she really? She was in hot fuzz. She was in Alfred Hitchcock's frenzy. Yep. But uh, start the revolution the dark crystal i was gonna say quills but nobody cares about that because that was about the marquee to saw it i actually saw that it was terrible i saw quills as well <laughs> god help me i think was but, that joaquin phoenix was he in that one i'm trying to remember oh crap Could no be. it it was uh what's his name from uh this is going to be another vague Oh, reference. forget it. Forget I asked anything. <laughs> um, what else? This movie's allegedly cursed because there's a lot of, like, Gregory Peck was supposed to take a certain flight, did not take it, and that plane Jeffrey crashed. Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush is in Quills with Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. I think, I think they're and both And Joaquin Phoenix. That's what I'm saying. And Michael Caine. Michael Kine. 
You and were only Amelia... supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Oh, no. I thought it was Amelia Warner was the person I was looking for, but it's not. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, uh, let's see. Any other cool stuff? Richard Donner uh, was not their first choice to direct this. He was primarily a TV director at this point. Uh, but he got the role, and it kicked off his crazy uh, directing career. He went on to direct all four of the Lethal Weapon movies uh, much later. Oh, Jesus. You mean if it wasn't for The Omen, we, we could be without Lethal Weapon? Oh, uh, Dude, I can't even respond. He also did Lady Hawk, a Runker Howard Absolutely. classic, and Scrooged. That's right. Very successful. And in, it, despite the curse, he's still alive. The guy's a thousand years old. Yeah. If you're going to have a curse, it should be good. <laughs> what does that mean? I didn't get, it, don't ask. He Good also Lord. did the Lost Boys and the Final Conflict. He he didn't do the Lost Boys. Lost Boys was Joel Schumacher. Then why is he coming up on Google as Lost Boys? Maybe he produced it. He did direct the Goonies, though. So there you go. And it, it also is coming up Free Willy Three. Uh, the movie was originally titled The Birthmark. Because of the 666 birthmark. Right. Uh, but they were filming in Italy, and birthmarks were considered bad luck in Italy. So just to not piss off the Italians who were roaming around, they called it the omen as kind of like... just Well, as like, birthmarks are bad luck. That, okay. If your birthmark is 666... That is true. If it's 666, then it's a bad situation. But the thing is, is that uh, the name Omen, people just liked it. So after that, they changed the title of the, they actually changed it to be the Omen, even though there really is no Omen in this movie. There is, there is no good Omen or bad Omen. It has nothing to do with Omen, but it sounds creepy. And yes. sacrilege from the other title, which was going to be the Antichrist. Oh, my goodness. That is true. What's, I'll tell you about my uh, sacrilegious moments. There were times I'd go to church and people would say, amen. I would say, oh, man. Uh oh, oh, I would. Not realizing it really doesn't mean anything. It's not, it's not an inherently <laughs> sacrilegious term. Very upsetting. They had to frequently reshoot close-ups of Gregory Peck because he objected to being seen with double chins. Very sad. <laughs> I object to that too. I don't blame him. I demand a reshoot. Uh, That's what he did. (laughs) Poor old Greg. But they tried to put him in a lot of like turtlenecks and things, but that only exacerbated the problem in my opinion. Oh my God. Very sad. Richard (laughs) Richard Donner was not trying to make a horror film, but a realistic portrayal of a family in crisis. Well, they were in crisis for damn sure. And he said, I don't want any references to like, witchcraft or witches or anything like that he wanted well, to be that's not a witch thing it's not a witch because well then that would be rosemary's baby well but i guess earlier drafts of the script had things like that and the closest you come mm. is mrs blaylock so very very sad uh the city of megiddo yes. in the valley of jezreel these are real places and you can actually go there and see the archaeological digs that are Going over there. Including Damien's mother. She's still there. You do. You definitely see the, the jackal skeleton 
still roaming around. Very <laughs> upsetting. Uh, they claim the production is cursed. Yes. They but do. it's all very extraneous. Various people eventually died or died before. Yeah, eventually they all died because time passes. Well, Richard Donner's hotel was bombed by the IRA the day after they shot the safari park scene. Uh, A zookeeper died. I mean, mean, you can find somebody died somewhere during some time. Exactly. David Seltzer, who wrote it, says he only wrote it for the money. He he just... He says, well, as opposed to what? I only go to work for the money myself. So he says he was flat broke and he finds it horrifying how many people believe all this silliness is what he said. So there you go. That's the most horrifying part. You should be thinking that Satan or Jesus, whoever, uh, that people believed in your silliness and made you rich. There you go. Um mm-hmm. Let's see. Billy Whitelaw, who played Mrs. Blaylock, said that Harvey Stevens, who played Damien, was horrible on set. So much, <laughs> so much so that if Richard Donner wanted him to do something, he would ask him to do the opposite. Oh. So like in the, in the final scene where Damien turns around and smiles directly at the camera, Richard Donner quote, quotedly said something along the lines of, if you smile, I'll smack you. <laughs> don't you smile don't you smile right. Something like... <laughs> of course he turns around and like looks right at the camera and smiles He's like i'll fix uh-huh. your wagon uh-huh. yeah good times i think that's about it there's all sorts of good stuff here uh it's a, it's just a good film i mean yeah maybe maybe the uh the bouncing uh Carousel severed head on the glass. <laughs> I love that scene. I'm sorry. Oh, and there's of course the moment Lee Remick in the uh, hospital trying to take off her nightgown or whatever with her crazy broken arm. Yeah. Mrs. Blaylock just strolls in there by herself, tosses, pitches her out the window. Again, this is not. This is at a crowded hospital. Exactly. Uh, good times. No Secret Service there. Very no. sad to say. Now, let me ask you this. Did you see the remake, the 2006 with Julia Stiles? I didn't see the remake, but there's a quote of Mia Farrow because she wound up playing Mrs. Blaylock. And she was like saying, this is ridiculous. Who would hire a nanny like this? Of course. Who would hire an obviously sinister And who would hire Mia Farrow? (laughs) I mean, she she did what she should have done, just just retire right after Rosemary's Baby, because that was perfect. That's all you need to do. But Uh, as I said before, I would never be Rosemary's friend. She's so annoying. Oh, you just didn't like her haircut is part of the problem. It's you, a suit. you yeah, and John Cassavetes. Uh, there you go. Uh, Father Brennan was played by an actor named Patrick Troughton, who more famously. That has to be a British name. Very British. He was oh the second God. Doctor Who. There you go. Oh. There you have it. Uh, we've already kind of drifted into the cast. Gregory Peck, obviously, uh, national treasure. National treasure. We love Gregory Peck. When you look at the names of the people that that were also considered, um, yes. Oh my God, I have such brain damage. Let me see today. if I can find it here. Sunset Boulevard. Uh, William Holden. William Holden would have been solid. He was in the second one. 
Oh my god. Over Christmas, mom told me the story about how she met William Holden at the DMV. <laughs> he was standing behind her in line. They were in a long line. And he made some comment to her. And she like froze because she recognized his voice. He was it, he was complaining about the length of time. That's old Hollywood, man. I would have loved to have met William Holden. Well, this is like old, old Palm Springs, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. Um, Lee Remick played the wife, as you know. Days of Wine and Roses. I saw that. Anatomy of a Murder. Yeah, good stuff. Jack Lemmon. Yeah. Uh, she actually did die very young. She had cancer. She died, um, I want to say, like 15 years later or something like that. Oh, wow. Uh, David Warner played Keith oh, Jennings, the photographer. He's still kicking around. You better believe it. He's in 10 trillion different things. Uh, he was in uh, Star Trek 4. Excuse me, Star Trek 6, The Undiscovered Country. He was in Titanic. He was in Tron. He was in Waxwork. Yeah. Yeah. The list goes on and on. Time after time. I loved him in Time After Time. Time After Time, I saw it like a thousand times. Good stuff. I'd watch it time after time. Time after time. Oh, I got a Mrs. Blaylock. She was married to a dude from Game of Thrones. She was married to the old blind maestro, the, the Aegon Targaryen up at the wall. Oh, really? Yeah, that was one of her husbands. Okay. Ron, Did you uh, watch P- Peter Vaughn? Peter Vaughn yes. is who she was married to. Yeah. Yeah. Good Did time. you watch Game of Thrones? Of course. Did I watch Game of Thrones? How dare you? No, 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 no. Let's talk about uh, the ratings. The Omen Ooh. currently has an 86% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I love The Omen. I, I love it. The Omen. I That's love a it. classic. My, I was watching it and. Uh, Caleb walked in. He's like, what are you watching? And I was like, oh, a movie about uh, a a father who realizes his child is the Antichrist. It reminds me of home. Reminds me of home, exactly. (laughs) Only if I had three Antichrists. It's a film about parenting. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It's a sad situation. Oh, sweet Lord. Uh, So what is your rating I'm going to give it five out of five bouncing David Warner severed heads. (laughs) I was going to say that as well. Yes. Yes. Five out of five decapitated mannequins is what I'm going to go with. Good Lord. (laughs) It is dynamite. It is. You're right. It's not. It's really not uh, very scary. It's not bloody at all, frankly. It's like compared to The Exorcist, The Exorcist is a lot of grossness, a lot of like pea soup getting thrown yeah. up on people. There's really nothing like that. Even the decapitation is totally bloodless. Right. Uh, so, yeah. It, it, it's a fun, scary movie. It's, you're not going to walk out there like, like The Exorcist where you're no. questioning God, if God exists or whatever, <laughs> if the devil is really walking the earth. No, you're not. Now, if you happen to make it to Megiddo in the Valley of Jezreel, then you might feel differently. Where is this? Where is this? It's all in Israel. All in Israel. Megiddo. Boy, they were just flying all over the place. They were. I think that's why they had him be an ambassador in Europe, because then he could just like make flights to Italy or. Yeah, the Middle East, it's not as big a deal. If he was like in DC, his wife would be like, What the hell? I'm in the hospital and you're 
<laughs> flying all over the world. <laughs> that was one of my notes. Your wife just fell almost to her death, and you're like, honey, I've got to make a, a flight. I'll, I'll see you later. That's right, because she doesn't know any of this. Doesn't know anything. So, good times. So, there you have it. Thank you very much. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Go to our page on Twitter at T podcast TW die. Email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Gmail. We are on Apple podcast, Google podcasts, all sorts of things. I don't know. Whatever else is out there. Uh, We're on some stuff. We're on not, some stuff. Not, not SoundCloud. Spotify. Check it out, like, share, subscribe, and rate, if you will. Mostly, you need to uh, tell your friends, grab them by the throat, and tell them they will listen to this. I don't care if they're just sitting in their living room. They're going to listen to it while they're doing dishes. They're going to listen to it while they're doing yard work. Whatever. They just need to listen to it and rate. Definitely step one is listen. Five, 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 five. Not six, six, six. <laughs> the mark Whoa. of the beast. Well said, my brother. Yes. Uh, oh, God. I didn't even mention how uh, when Gregory Peck is like cutting Damien's hair to look for the eradicate, yes. <laughs> it is the, the crappiest doll's hair. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Anyway, good times. So there you have it. Oh, wait. Aaron, you're on social media, are you not? The Cult of Aaron. The Cult of Aaron. I'm on the Twitski and I am on the Insta. So check it out. There you have it. Good times had by all. So thank you very much. Have a good day. I don't know what I usually say. Be well. Be well. Hey, if somebody has a line on get me that vaccine, you can come and give it to me because this place I'm living in, this hellscape of Bakersfield where not a GD person wants to wear a mask and the the restaurants are open uh, defying the governor, I need need me a shot.